Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. I'm really happy to be able to share what I have on my heart this, this morning. Uh, my name is Shetil. Uh, I'm a Norwegian, moved by my own free will to Sweden for 16 years ago. And yeah, that's, I'm still here. I work as a psychiatric nurse in a primary health care center close by here. I live here with my wife and my son. We've been part of a church for a long time. Yes, let's get started. <laughs> I really, what I really want for you, I know it's really warm here today. And in the front here, there's a lot of wind. So you just rush to the front after the, the message. We have communion today. That's an act of worship. Communion is an act of worship and an act of remembrance. And I love communion by all, with all my heart, and that's why I want to speak a little bit about it today. When we come together and we, we do something together, you know, we do something together as people who are saved, people that messed up, people that have issues, but we were saved, and we come together and we focus on what Jesus done, what he has done for us, who he is. Let's just start with Luke 22:19 on the I'm just going to read that and he took the bread gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying this is my body given for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after the supper he took the cup saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Yes, so what, what we are doing right now, or doing a little bit later in communion, for me it's, actually that's a symbol that it touches the deepest part of my heart, the deepest part of my soul, what we actually are doing, what we actually are remembering. I love communion, not because of the thing we do when we do communion, but because why we do it. Why we are, what we are reminded of. It's actually for me the most intimate symbol of who Jesus is to me uh, and what I am to him. Uh, so today I'm actually, I've chosen not, this would not be a typical teaching today. I'm not gonna, it will not be like a teaching or it's typical preaching. I'm just gonna share a little bit from my heart, more of a testimony. I will, everything I say, I could back it up with Bible verses and theology, and you just ask me afterwards, but that's not going to be the focus. I'm just wanna sh- I just want to share from my heart what's going on in my heart as we do communion, why I love the, it so much, and why, what happens in my heart as we speak about this and as we do this. And all I want is for, for you to just be encouraged. All I want for you is to just take something today and just, yes... So if you were to take, metaphorically, my heart and just peel it like layer by layer, just to kind of get to the bottom, what it's, what's on the bottom, what's deep, deep, deep down inside of my heart, you know, you will peel the layers and you will see stuff like, wow, we didn't think that, he, he seems so normal, he seems so nice, okay, just keep peeling. And then you will come to like family, you will come to things, I, things that are important and everything, but... If you were to peel my heart and just go get to the bottom, 
what you will find there will be a sense of a heart taken by Jesus, if that's a way to say it. To use that language, a heart that is stolen by Jesus. That will be if you just get to the bottom what's really, really beneath everything. I have so much I want to do. I have so much that I've longing for and, and uh, believe that I'm going to do and everything. But if you just peel it all away, what's on the hard bottom of my heart is a heart that is taken by Jesus, that is stolen by Jesus, and a heart that, that feels like not just a theoretically love, but a, but, a, but a burning, holy, vibrant love from God. That's the bottom. That's where my heart is. And I'm not standing here saying like, oh, I'm such, a, I'm such a great Christian. I love Jesus so much. That's not the point of this. It's actually probably the opposite. Like, I know that in myself, in my own strength, I would just be a fraud. I would just be like someone that tried to make things work. It's because of who I know I am without him that I can say this, that the bottom of my heart is filled with just love for him because of who he is. Because I know that without him, I'm nothing. Without him, I have nothing. I allowed him to save me. And for me, that is, I've gone through, me and my wife and I, we've gone through different seasons a lot of different seasons that have been good, that when church has been amazing, we have gone through seasons where things have been really hard and church has not been that amazing. Because uh, people are in church. I am in church, so obviously it's not perfect. I've gone through seasons, a lot of different kinds of seasons and, and experiences, but this thing has always been on the bottom of my heart, the sense of, having a heart that has been stolen by Jesus, that have been taken by Jesus, that have been filled with his love and a, lo and a heart that loves him back. Not because it sounds great to say, but actually love him back. That's been the bottom of my heart through these seasons. And I know we would go through seasons that would be hard, that would be, we might not get where we want, but that will never change. And that has never changed because that's what it's all about. And I even want to say this, that I see my identity as a saved person or as a Christian, my identity is this. It is that I am loved by God and I love Him back. That is my identity. That's who I am. That's who I always will be. And I will even say that because of this, I see my life already as a success. We'll try to explain that. Just No matter what happened, I am already a success because God found me. God has poured out his love in my heart, and I love him back. That's actually what it's all about. You know, I want to build the church. I want to uh, serve God. I want to grow in the gifts. I want to change the where we live, I want to be a blessed salt and light at work. There's a lot of things that, I, that is biblical that you're supposed to, to run for and stretch for. But that doesn't define me at all. 
that does not define who I am. Who I am is a person who is deeply loved by God, and I love him back. And I was thinking about this. Do I really mean this? And yes, I do really mean this. I really, I can't say this. I'm not just saying this. And I know that because I need him so much. And there's extreme, there's rest in this. No matter what happens, no matter what I unable to do or unable to do, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be because he loves me and I love him and I can live in that. Yes. And for me, like before meeting, I got saved, I always say it five years ago, but it's probably 17 years ago or 20. Am I even saved? I don't know. 20 probably. Long time ago when I got saved. For me personally, I, I wasn't used to like expressing love, expressing to someone like I love you or I've never even said that to anyone. Uh, I, I experienced love and everything, but I have never been able to say it. And I remember as being a Christian, I, I got saved. I believe that Jesus died for my sin. I became born again. But years and years and years after that, and I was saved 100%, but years and years after that, I struggled with the whole thing of loving God. The whole thing of like saying to God, like, I love you, God, or I love you, Jesus. I knew it was right. I knew with my head that I'm supposed to love God. And I could pro- yeah, I, I probably even like shared or preached a little bit about it even then. But it's always been something I've been a stranger to, like that language. Saying to God, I love you, you know. And I knew it was supposed to be like that. And I knew that in theory that, yes, he loves me and I'm supposed to love him. But it just became a frustration because it was, it was like a, s- a strange land for me, speaking in that language about God or anyone. So I started to just cry. So I'm just going short through the story, obviously. I just started to cry out to God like, I really want to know what it's like loving you. I really, I hear everyone speak about how they love you. I was the one standing in the back when there were worship, and I was the one standing like this almost a little bit sarcastically commenting the songs because I felt they were so, it was just like love songs to God. And for me, that was just strange, you know. So I was struggling with that because I wanted to, I knew that I should love God, but so I started to ask God, God, help me, fill me, let me, let me understand what it is to really love you, to be in love with you, God. And, and that started a travel into the Word, started a travel, yeah, here to just kind of what happened and, and and then God led me and this was I've been a Christian for a long time he led me to a specific book in the Bible that was quite strange that he led me to that book because it was so and he led me to the Song of Songs I don't know if it's called Song of Solomon or Song of Songs I think it's both uh, the Song of Songs it's a story about the bridegroom and the bride. And it's a vibrant love story. It's like the language is extremely rich. It's like you almost blush a little when you read it. It's just so like filled with the, the bridegroom speaking to his bride. You know, I love you. I've been longing for you, my beloved. 
come with me. You are more beautiful than anything. And it goes back and forth between these two. And let me just say that the, the most significant picture or metaphor in the Bible for Christ and us, Christ and the church, is the picture of bride and bridegroom. So it's not a stretch to say that when what we see in this Song of Songs, it is about Jesus and us. It's very sound theologically to say that, that yes, it is between a man and a, a, a hus husband and a wife, but it's such a clear picture throughout the Bible, that bridegroom and bride. So, I started to realize the things that the bridegroom speaks to his bride in Song of Songs, that is how Jesus speaks to me. Think about that. That's how he speaks. That is how he would speak to you. That how, and that kind of started something in my mind. And also the way the bride speaks back, that's, a, that's how I am able to respond to Jesus. Stay with me here because this started to kind of crush my heart in a way, in a, good, in a positive way. One of my favorite songwriters, Neil Morse, he, he writes in a song when he got started to see Jesus. He said, it was like a sweet heart attack. You know, a heart attack is terrible. It, it hurts and everything goes out. But it was like a sweet heart attack. And actually, when I started to see the way God spoke about me, about the, the language, that was so not how I was used to at all is something started to happen. Something started to fall into place. And I started to feel overwhelmed by, wow, you really long for me, Jesus. You actually have gone through everything, through the, the cross and everything to save us because you longed for us. You want to love us. And then it actually started things to happen in my heart. And I started to be able to say it to Jesus, like things like, oh, I love you, Jesus. You are beautiful. I adore you. I treasure you. This kind of language that was so not in my vocabulary at all. But something started as God pointed me to the deep, intimate love that we see in this book. And that changed it also how I read the Bible. And when I see Paul saying like, uh, everything, I just consider everything as trash just to know you, Jesus. I kind of feel the passion a little bit more when he read that. It changes everything. You know, Chris, Pastor Chris, that we visited a while ago, he, he spoke about tasting God and see that he is good. He spoke about the difference between reading a menu and actually eating the food. This was for me starting to eat the food. I knew I was supposed to love God, and I probably said it, but I didn't really know what it meant until he showed me this intimate way he actually cares and loves so it's not head knowledge. That's why I wanted to just share like this. Uh, so we have communion today. That's what I started with. When I have, we can have that word up on the screen. That is from the Song of Songs or Song of Solomon. We have this word in our wedding rings. So obviously it's also that. Uh, But this is what goes through my heart as I take communion, as I sit wherever I am with the bread and the wine. 
And I'm going to just share a little bit. I use the word intimacy, and I think one description of intimacy is when you know someone, or you sit with someone, or you have a relationship with someone, and everything in you, you are, you are secure. You could, you could actually share with the other one. The other one knows everything about you, and you know what's going on in their life, and there's a trust between you. That doesn't scare, that doesn't put anyone off. It's like how it's with, with Summer and my wife. She knows who I am. Somehow she's still there. I know who she is. And we trust each other. You know, you could be really near someone and don't have that intimacy. That's for me a, a one way of describing intimacy is to be able to be just completely who you are. And the other one as well is a two-way. Just for me to call Jesus my beloved, I speak from Swedish Norwegian, so I would say min elskade. Just to call Jesus that is just that's amazing. I remember, like when me and Summer met, and we met and we fell in love, and we knew that we were staying together for the rest of our lives. I knew I loved her; she loved me, uh, but I couldn't say it. It was just so strange for me to express that to someone. I remember the first time she said it to me. We were sitting in the in Norway. As you do in Norway, we sat in the woods. <laughs> I don't know. We were sitting. It was quiet. We were watching a, um, yes, water passing by, stream. And, she's, and we were sitting holding each other, and we were, like, looking the same way. And she said it. She said, Shit, I love you. It was the first time. And, and I loved her so much but I don't know what to do, do with it. So it was like this terrible movie. What it, I actually pretended not to hear it. It's true. It was super quiet. It, it wasn't like, oh, there's so much noise. It was really quiet. It was in a quiet wood. She said it really clear, and I just froze up. And it was super weird. Uh, I don't know how long. It felt really long. And I just pretended not to hear it. I just started talking about other stuff. And she's still, like, she's... Been, we've been married for 19 years, so that's amazing. But that was just so terrible, because I, even then I, I couldn't. But then the kind of, as we look, I learned from her how to express love and how to. So now, like, that is open, and now I just say it all the time. I love saying that, you know. Like, even, yeah, I'm not going to joke more. Uh, now I just say it all the time, because I love saying it. <laughs> it. It means so much to me. And we have a son that is four. Samuel, and I say to him all the time, Samuel, I love you. I love you so much. And he's, now he's already started. When I say I love, oh, I know, Dad. You say it all the time. And like, just like a couple of days ago, we were out playing. And I just said, I said, Samuel, do you know why, why I enjoy spending time with you? Yeah, I know. You love me. It's like, <laughs> and we had guests the other day, um, Charlie and Julia. And from the other room, we can hear, Mom. What is it? I love you. Okay. I love you too. Thank you. And it's just like, so now that just goes all around. Yeah. But to speak today like that to God, to speak like that to God with deep passion, like, I love you, God. I, you fill my heart. You are beautiful. You have stolen my heart. Or, that changed everything in me. And this, that's what's going on in my mind as we, as we do this. So... 
I, when I do communion, this is my communion verse. That's not, that's wild and crazy to have another, another Bible verse. But that's, that's, this is what I always think about when I take communion. And as I hold the bread, like in my hand, I always think, the, I, I split this verse into two. My beloved is mine, is part one, and I am his, is part two. I start thinking about the first part, like, my beloved is mine. I think about my beloved, what that means. And then I think, like, basically saying that you are mine. And I start thinking, everything you are, Jesus, belongs to me. You gave everything for me. You took all my sin, all my shame, all my failures, and you even sacrificed your body in a, in a terrible way. And even more than that, I always sit with the bread, like, and I think... Everything in you, Jesus, belongs to me. Just think about that for a moment. In Ephesians, it says that Jesus is the outpouring of all God's glory. In other words, everything that is glorious and holy and beautiful in God, everything is in Jesus. And Jesus is mine. Yeah, everything, all the comfort, all the, all the glory all the love, all the tenderness in Christ, all the power, all the strength. This is what goes through my head as I think about that first part, like, my beloved, Jesus, you are mine. And then I, as I still kind of have the bread, I think about the next part of that verse. And remember the, the intimacy that you can share everything and they can share everything. And then I thought, think about, and I am yours, Jesus. And then I start to just, in my, in my heart, in my, what that really means, you know. I've been thinking about, you are mine. All, everything in you belongs to me. This is what I remember with this. And then I start to think, everything in me belongs to you, Jesus. All my longings Everything in me belongs to you, Jesus. All my longings, all my dreams, all my failures, my shortcomings, all the promises I've made that just kind of fell to the floor, all the disappointments, all the visions, all the potential, everything that you created in me, everything in me is yours. My beloved is mine, and I am yours. That's what's go through my heart as I sit with the, with the bread. It's not just head knowledge. It's not just, it's, it gets so real. And, it, and the wonder is how this meets, like how everything in God meets everything in me. I don't deserve that for a, for a moment. Not for a moment. The deep in God meets the deep in me. And then I, it's, it's the most wonderful trade that has ever been. It would never stop overwhelming me, the fact that what he has given for me and what I'm actually able to, I can give everything to him, and we are one. And then I think about the wine or the blood. Like Jesus said, this is, you know, the blood that, that seals the covenant. And I, I sit with the, blood, with, the, with the things we are drinking, and I'm thinking, it's 100%, you know. The blood, the, a blood sacrifice, a blood covenant cannot be back and forth. It's not like 
well, this was, will help me until the next time I fall or something. No, a covenant in blood, it, it takes everything. It's 100. You can't reverse it. It's for all eternity. For all eternity, the blood seals. Everything I've spoken about or thought about, the blood seals it all. It seals it and says that this cannot be taken from you. This is blood. So that is what's go on, going on in my heart as I have, take the communion. It's, it's this verse, basically. Just going to, to close. I'm going to, yeah. It's quite interesting. When God speaks in the, in, the, in the book of Revelation, he speaks to different churches. And he speaks to one church in Ephesus. He says, like, I know your labor, you, you've been work, you patient works, you've done amazing things, you've tested um, apostles, but, but one thing, you have, you have lost your first love. And I'm, this is not a message of, have you lost your first love? This is just interesting to say what God says to that church. What I want you to do, he says, remember, remember where you first lost the way, repent and, and come back. What God says to this church is just remember, you know. Jesus says, do this, take the bread, take the wine in remembrance of me. So for me, I need to remember my first love. I need to remember how much he actually loved me. I need to also remember how much I love him back. In spite of my Sometimes I do like this and I don't see it. I don't want to hear. I don't listen. I do. I sin. I say stupid things. I forget. But it never changed. No, he is mine and I am his. I need what we do with the, uh, with the communion to remember that. The intimacy in what he done for me. The intimacy. I remember that changes the presence because he is here. So yeah, that's why I love communion. Uh, and I'm actually going to sing a song, uh, just a, a short song that kind of explains this. Or kind of, I wish I'd written this song because this is what I feel. So basically I could have just sang that song in three minutes and get the same message. But I just love hearing my own voice so much, so I just wanted to say something before as well. But I'm going to sing this. It's an old song by a band called Delirious. And it says, Lord, you have my heart, and I will search for yours. For me, that's the definition of why I am here. And also why I am, all, I am a success being here. Because this is what it's all about, not what I get out of life. Or even not what I can do. So I'm thinking about singing that song and just leave. You could just sit and, and kind of... Take in what, if there's anything that you kind of are walking on your heart as, as this message, or if there is other verses that you would like to kind of take before God before we do communion. But I would like to sing that song and just give you the, the peace and quiet to just take it in or, and just focus on Jesus in your way. This is what I do, and I just want to share that. And afterwards, we will have communion and, and, and a little time for worship. Yes.
singing is, is, is kind of my heart's language to God. So it would be strange for me to share something like this without singing something. So Jesus, I just ask you to thank you for, for being in our midst right now. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to remember, to just once again dust off everything and just see what you are, see what you've done. I just want to bless my friends here. Just bless everyone with, with your, just seeing you, just knowing that you are here, Jesus. Lord, you have my heart, and I will search for yours. Jesus, make my life and lead me on. Lord, you have my heart, and I will search for yours. Let me be to you a sacrifice I will praise you Lord I will sing of love come down and as you show your face your glory Lord you have my heart and I will search for yours Jesus take my life and lead me on Lord you have my for yours let me be to you a sacrifice and I will praise you Lord and I will sing of love come down and as you Show your face, we'll sing your glory, we'll sing your glory, we'll sing your 